Hi, my name is Jordan McFadgen and welcome to the Marketing Mindset Podcast. So this podcast is to challenge both you and I to always be reassessing our marketing strategies and come up with new thoughts and new ideas and how we can move away from random acts of marketing and actually start helping you to, to build a long-term marketing strategy. And today's guest on the podcast is Hayden Maskell. Now, Hayden is a copywriter and a brand strategy consultant. And on his website, he clearly states he helps brands just like yours to make money which is exactly actually why Hayden and I started working together. Hayden has consulted Done by Nine through various parts of our business, like looking at our tone of voice, our brand values, and, and our mission as well. And every time our team meets with Hayden, we always walk away inspired and having learned something a little bit new. So we've invited him onto the podcast to kind of share a little bit around what he does, and especially to uncover archetypes. Hayden, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Jordan. Look, it's been an interesting learning curve for me to learn around archetypes. And this is something that you've kind of brought to the forefront to us when we started working through our tone of voice as an agency at, at Done by Nine. Can you just help by defining what an archetype is and, and also just explain what its relevance is to marketing in the first place? Sure thing. So uh, best to go back a little way in history to give it a bit of context. But archetypes are essentially a personification of a set of behaviors so they date back kind of as old as time as old as we've been telling stories we've been using archetypes and commonly it goes back to greek mythology um, but all cultures around the world will have archetypes and it's this way of sort of uh, having unique characters with different driving motivations Um, so carl jung was the sort of the guy who gave the term archetypes um, but they have been around forever and all the old storytellers know the archetypes in marketing or sort of the general idea is that there's 12 individual archetypes um, and these are 12 different types of character um, that are pretty relevant to all cultures and all stories you'll find a mixture of these archetypes most characters will be aligned to an archetype and in terms of using them for for marketing where, where do you find because obviously when we we're doing our tone of voice guide for done by nine this was obviously one of those founding kind of principles to that to that guide that you first presented to us yeah so i mean what what it helps you do is that it's one of the things to do with archetypes and stereotypes. It's all about getting as much information across as quickly as possible. If we reintroduce characters each time um, with all their details, we would spend forever kind of setting the scene. An archetype is a set of things that we already kind of know and understand. So for example, one of the archetypes is the hero. Um, and when we think about the hero, we might think of Hercules or, you know, those sorts of characters, and we can start to think about the qualities uh, associated with that archetype. When it comes to brands, picking a character, picking one of these 12 archetypes really helps you to communicate with your audience quickly. You align yourself with this archetype and your audience will instinctively understand a lot more about your brand obviously it plays a real role in a brand's story and a brand's storytelling at the end of the day like how would you then take an archetype and and really think about how you can incorporate that into like a marketing campaign or into the storytelling of a of a business like what's that process like 
there's there's a lot of different ways you can go with that. I, I find archetypes really useful as a strategic tool because any strategic tool for me is about making decisions. And so an archetype can help you make decisions about what sort of stories you talk about, how you tell your story, how you respond to different situations. Um, and what you can do is sort of use it as a lens and you can use it as a lens to look back on history. You can look at current events and you can also use that lens for looking forward. So one of my favorite archetypes is the sage. Um, and so we can imagine the sage is sort of the, the know-it-all, the wise, um, thoughtful character. They value understanding. And so what they do is when you have a sage archetype, you can start to think, well, when we share our stories, we want to share stories about gaining knowledge, about being thoughtful. And so it can start to give shape to your campaign that can otherwise sort of lose a bit of direction. You could choose a different archetype. You might have something like the caregiver, and we might think of things like hospitals or Plunkett. The caregiver, they value serving others. It can give your story shape when you're talking about being a caregiver. We think about the values that that person would have, the characteristics, and it can help us with framing the story from the full-scale campaign right down to individual you know, social media posts. Really, it is like a core component to an overall marketing strategy. And as you've just described, it really does pave that way for the content in the way that you and your brand should be trying to convey the different messaging and, and the and the different pieces of content that you're sharing. Is, is that kind of what you're saying there? Yeah, totally. And it, and it helps you, you know, I, I'm a big fan of things that make life easier. And marketers tend to have very full plates spinning and far too many plates often. And so archetypes can kind of make things easier where you know that based on your archetype, there'll be things that fit with what you do and there's things that just don't fit. And it helps you to just quickly get rid of that. If your brand aligns with the jester archetype, which is the sort of joker, um, you know, thinking about like Oatly, Oatmilk would be a good example. Um, you know, they're fun. Um, taking taking the mickey out of people taking the mickey out of themselves it helps you look at something that is produced as part of your marketing and go yep that feels like us and that's a really important judgment to be able to make quickly you know does that feel like us yeah it does and i guess that's one of the big issues that we find with clients that we work with as well is around that alignment between a marketing team and 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 also how the marketing team then aligns with with the brand so i guess having this guidance as well is a great way to get that team aligned and make sure that they're all on the same page about where you're supposed to be heading yeah yeah and and it's sort of i find it quite helpful to think that um as creative as we are there's not really that much new under the sun in terms of these these archetypes they've been around for a long time and so rather than trying to reinvent different types of characters why not pick one or two that are interesting and then use those archetypes to help you tell creative stories because it's the stories that are the interesting part the characters kind of pretty much already exist and to limit your variables really helps you move forward you know if you're worried about every variable all the time in any situation it can be overwhelming by picking an archetype your marketing team and your business as a whole, when you're operating and thinking strategically, you've cut down a lot of 
potential dead end avenues. You've made your jobs a lot easier and your work a lot more streamlined. And so going back to, you obviously refer a lot to, to storytelling. How, how would you say would be the best way for a business to, well, firstly, how would be the best way for a business to actually work out what their archetype is? Obviously, there's ways of being able to get someone like yourself involved to, to work through that process. Or are there any other ways that, bus- that businesses can start to identify and, and relate to an archetype themselves and how they can actually do that? Yeah, it um, depends on the size of your business, how you might want to approach it. Um, bigger businesses or those who have marketing teams separately, it might be something that the marketing team leads with the senior leadership team. And you go through a process of looking at the 12 different archetypes and, and some brands that, that are commonly associated with those archetypes. Um, or you could look at a, on a framework and start to think, you know, these are our values, which values most closely align with which archetype. There are a few different ways into it, but there's also a lot of information out there. And so I think that there's no no reason you can't actually look up what are the 12 archetypes from branding and just start thinking about it, get some ideas going, because a lot of processes that we go through in marketing can take a long time, but the archetypes, they just tend to feel right, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's as much as it sounds like a cliche, it's a vibe thing. And when your team looks at the different archetypes, there'll be a vibe of one or two of them that really do stick out. And that's generally a sign that that's the ones that most closely align with you. So even just starting with a quick Google search is the best place to start. And then starting to think really seriously about it, do a presentation, get everyone to sort of see what they've come up with. And you'll probably find a good deal of alignment in that. So I guess there is a little bit of discussion there as well around, you know, within the team around, you know, if there, if there were a couple that, the team kind of thought they aligned but obviously like you say it's kind of just choosing that that one that kind of feels the natural fit between the different the different team members about how the brand actually is supposed to be represented yeah yeah correct and you can you can pick more than one you know you can have um the sage hero so it's a very it's a hero who's got a lot of the kind of characteristics of a hero but they're wise and thoughtful um you know you can have the jester caregiver who is someone that's sort of fun loving and silly but takes what they do very seriously which is looking out for other people um, yeah, and it's really about your your values and what you value and what motivates you underneath it. That's what can help you align with those archetypes. When when we go back to you've mentioned a few times around storytelling, and obviously that's a big part of what you do now. Yeah, is is working with brands on on telling stories. How do you incorporate the archetypes into into the storytelling feature? There are a few different ways to um, start with this, as with most things. But um, my most famous, f- famously kind of long-winded, but actually really fun way to do it is to actually write your brand story, um, and and approach it with, as I said before, that lens. So treat your character as this archetype. Treat your brand as this archetype. Um, for you guys, you know, pick your archetype, and then um, you can say, well. It all, you know, many years ago it started when, and you just start writing a story very much in a classical story that comes up. You can think about obstacles you've overcome. Um, you can think about the other characters that play a role in your story. It seems kind of odd to be writing it 
like a classic kind of um, hero's journey sort of story is a common one, um, but it can help you make a start and you can start to see how that character kind of influences or how your archetype influences the decisions you've made so far. That's the big stuff. Writing your brand story is quite hard, so it, it often does need a bit of external help. At the smaller end of the scale, um, I like to think about a few different exercises. And one of those things you can look at is pick your next three kind of topics you want to talk about, whether it's product launches or successes or current news items, whatever it is. Um, and think about how would my archetype approach this or how would my archetype see this or handle this? And you start to use that lens really carefully. So it's about picking an angle. Uh, if you were aligned with that sage archetype and you value knowledge, it can help you to frame your content. Say there's a news item around, um, you know, in your industry, you can start to think, well, the sage would probably want to have a story that shows some hidden details or, or a bit more information than you would otherwise go for. If I was the jester archetype, I enjoy um, kind of making people laugh and having entertainment. So I'd want to find an entertaining angle. If I'm the hero, I want to show that, you know, I'm I'm doing my best to kind of, you know, um, overcome obstacles that are facing me at the moment. It depends what your archetype is, but just picking something that you want to talk about and thinking about how would that archetype actually approach that situation. It can really change how you... Um, even approach just building any type of content when you think about it through that lens. And I talk about this a lot as well as is just the importance of obviously from our side is, is having that marketing strategy where you're always kind of aligned on those goals and those KPIs and those tactics and those channels and platforms. But I guess putting this different layer on top of actually making sure that the content is just as well defined and, and continuing on that story is, is just so important at the same time as, as part of that that overall brand voice really, isn't it? Yeah, and it's about um, congruity. You know, when you when you have a touch point of your brand or, or everything to do with your brand should feel like part of your brand. And by having an archetype and by having a sort of um, a lane that you tend to operate within it can really help with that and it helps you keep alignment if you have kind of and i see this quite commonly when businesses haven't picked the archetype or they haven't really got their strategy sorted uh, their website has one type of character because it's written by one person their social channels are often a bit less formal um, and then when you talk to someone on the phone when you call out that business it's a different experience again um, that to me as a customer and as a kind of someone interested in marketing is that's a sign that there's not a lot of strategic alignment because every time I interact with one business, I should have a fairly consistent experience. It doesn't matter what channel or medium that's through. Um, you want to have a very consistent experience as a customer and also you want to know as a business that your customers are going to have a consistent experience because you're controlling the variables of what you can assess and how you can improve your situation or your interactions with customers. So consistency and congruity is really important and having an archetype as part of your strategy can help you think, well, how are our people talking to our customers? How are they, you know, if we're, if we're aligned with the caregiver, how caring and considerate and gentle are our staff when they talk? Do we need scripts to help them 
Is it training? What is our web copy like? What is our Twitter account like? Are they all aligned? That's really important. The consideration you've just brought there, that made me think around some of those other roles within an organization or a business that may not have anything to do with like even the the sales and the marketing side that maybe that front facing around even you know once they a client or a customer gets to that customer service stage so important to make sure that that team is also aligned have you had much experience and can share any insight into how you would incorporate or introduce people that may not be in sales and marketing to something like a brand guide or an or an archetype the the my i think the the best advice would be to make sure that you have any of your brand persona or character or about us have it on one page condense it down to one page this is another reason an archetype is really helpful have all of your stuff about who you are condensed onto a single page and give it really lean into it you know if you want to pick um an archetype you know if you wanted to be say that you are the hero archetype and that's your kind of character really lean into that and show you know we are heroes this is how we show that we are heroes and you start to just make sure that it's everything you do all of your most boring operational manuals approach them with that idea in mind and that will start to uh, imbue all of your conversations and all of your content and everything, all of your interactions with that sense. One of the um, the common downfalls I do see is that brands will invest in their brand tone of voice, for example, or a strategic plan. And it only operates ever at a surface level. Um, you know, it's left there to sort of be, well, this is just our customer facing thing and it might inform what we post on Facebook. But that's not really the power of a strategy. If you can bring it in at every level of your brand and your business, it will have a lot more impact because you've got everyone who works there aligned with that strategy. It doesn't mean that you need to kind of go into every meeting dressed like Hercules. But if all of your staff know that your brand considers itself a bit of a hero and it likes to sort of, you know, put um, the service of others and victory over obstacles at the forefront, that is a really good way to make sure that everyone is singing from the same song sheet. I was thinking as well as you were discussing just then around how an archetype could evolve, but also is an archetype something that a business could shift or a you kind of recommend having one archetype and that's that's your business or because I know that strategies and audiences can sometimes change is that would that be a commonplace to like there, there may be someone here thinking you know this is kind of the brand that we have built but we, we we see our client kind of changing slightly is that something a process that could happen definitely and it's quite common um, particularly as businesses grow certain archetypes depending on your industry, will be a little bit easier to manage as you grow. Um, so, for example, you might be the jester when you're fairly small and you're sort of a young, disruptive brand. Um, but once you start reaching into other markets and start perhaps um, cross markets into other cultures, other countries, you have to be a little bit careful about you know being a jester in English 
in New Zealand is very different to being a jester even in Australia, very different to kind of the further you go with that. So you might transition, you might start being more of the everyman brand, which is sort of it's for the people. Um, and it's a little bit more kind of universal and a little bit less risky to go down that route. So you might transition your tone of voice a little bit and your brand character to be a slightly different persona. Um, it could be helpful if you pick two. You know, you might have a main archetype that you believe in, and then you might have a second one that sort of informs your brand slightly. You might start transitioning to that second one more over time. It is quite common. Um, and being a disruptor is one of those really good examples of you can only be a disruptor until a certain point, and then you're the one that's going to be disrupted. So it is worth thinking about over time, if you're in that transitional sort of space, if you're grown a lot and now you're looking for a new direction, it might be worth looking at that again and going, okay, well, actually, we need to sort of think that's who we are and who we have been. Who do we want to be? You can frame it that way if that's a helpful um, way to look at it. We speak a lot around marketing strategy in, in terms of return on investment and, and KPIs and reach and engagement and those type of things. But having this extra layer on top of the strategy to, to really align all those, those key bits of storytelling and the key bits of who your brand actually is, it is so important. And I think you've highlighted so many different aspects here of why it's important, not just in the forefront of your, of your marketing or your sales team, but also you know, when, when you go beyond that as well to, to the rest of the business, it, it doesn't have to be a difficult process. It can actually become something. And this is from our experience as well, since you've introduced this to our business as well, is it actually becomes a tool that you can use for clarity. And it's the examples you've shared here today that you, you can, you know, when you're releasing content or thinking about creating content or changing messaging on your website, you can always refer back to that and use that as that, that point of truth and I guess it even helps unblock some of your um creative block that you've got because you've got you've got that starting point about what you're trying to share yeah yeah absolutely and it, I think the other thing that's helpful and it's sort of this is an intangible thing and it might just be me thinking it but um when you see these archetypes and you look into them there's there'll be something out there for you and it also sort of um removes barriers one of the things, and this is, I think, a uniquely New Zealand thing, is we don't really like to claim to be an authority on things, or if we do, we tend to hedge our language. So, you know, we're at the top of our game. You don't, We don't tend to say we're the best or, you know, they're sort of, we tend to pull it back a little bit. But when you look at archetypes, you can start to think, well, actually, no, this just gives me a little bit more support that actually brands like mine do exist. And I can start to look at what are some of those brands and I can think, well, I'm quite like them. And we can start to sort of borrow a little bit of how they talk. And for example, the one of the archetypes is the ruler, which is sort of we um, we're always in charge with a boss. And that to a New Zealand brand can feel quite uncomfortable because it sounds, you know, a tall poppy and all of that. But one of the classic examples of the ruler might be Mercedes-Benz. And if you look at all of their marketing, they're in charge. They are a premium car and they know it and they, they're very exclusive and they know it. And you can look at their marketing and you can use that to sort of 
as you say, unblock your creativity because you can find a brand that does align with your archetype, maybe even be a dis- different industry, but you can see something else that does have a similar archetype. And that's a really good way of sort of just breaking out of any kind of creative block. It's given me a lot of insight, even though I've been through this process with you and we've identified our archetype here at Done by Nine, which was Sage. And it was a great process to go through and it gives us a lot of alignment, but even just hearing some further thoughts about how it works with other brands and how other brands and businesses and organizations can find their own or use a consultant like yourself to be able to assist in that. I think it is from my point of view, so important to to make sure that everything is aligned and it just makes it so much clearer, like you say, for the team and for your customers and, and clients so they truly understand about who you are and, and who you serve and, and everything like that as well. So I find that really insightful and I thank you for your time for, for jumping on and explaining how this process works. If anyone did have questions or they wanted to work with you and exploring their own archetype, what would be the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um, I think email is the best way because you can say everything you need to say and I'll get back to you. Um, and then I think start with an email, we'll move to a phone call and get the, get the ball rolling. Awesome. And all your details online, it's HaydenMaskellGool.com. Is that right? Yep, that's correct. HaydenMaskell.com. Um, yeah, and you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Just search for Hayden Maskell Copywriter and I should come up. Um, send me a message through there if you like as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Hayden. It's um, been an absolute pleasure to chat with you. And we are going to bring you back on because I want to discuss another piece that we've been working on together, which is around a brand's vision and mission and values and and how to create those. Because again, I think this archetypes is the first kind of stage. And then I think developing and, and moving through the different parts of your marketing is really important. And again, this is a piece of work that we're currently working on and adjusting and, and reworking within our business. So I think kind of sharing this process around what we are doing together will be hopefully helpful to to listeners and to, to others who are potentially in that stage of building out their marketing strategy and trying to think about who they are and who they who their brand identifies with as well. So I thank you so much for your time. And look, if you've got any questions around archetypes or you want to learn anything else around digital marketing or anything like that, you can find us on our website. All our blogs and articles and podcasts can be found at donebynine.com. And look, if you wanted to chat with myself or the rest of the team and, and connect with Hayden as well, you can find us online, donebynine.com. You can go to the Contact Us page and we'll be more than happy to, uh, to, to work with you through your marketing strategy. Uh, and again, Hayden, thank you so much for your time. Thank you heaps, Jordan. It was a pleasure and I can't wait for the next one. Awesome. Sounds good. And we will see you on the next episode of the Marketing Mindset Podcast. Have a good day.